0: Thanks for joining the Leadership Journey Podcast. This is Ken Tony, and I'm excited to share this introduction with you for our Lead with Integrity series. We always like to start our podcast uh, with the scripture foundation, and Psalm 15 verses 1 through 3 give us a good foundation for Lead with Integrity. Psalm 15 and 1 reads, O Lord, who may abide in your tent? who may dwell in your holy hill. He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. When we think about this this term, again, leadership integrity, in context of our Lead with Integrity podcast, uh, we build a working definition We look at the classical definition of integrity from a natural and biblical perspective and integrity is often defined as a state of having or operating in strong moral principles and moral correctness. When we hear the word integrity from a moral perspective, we immediately think of a basic sense of right and wrong. We think of a sense of righteousness and unrighteousness. We think about a sense of truth and error. In church circles, integrity is usually associated with right moral conduct. In business circles, integrity is often associated with proper ethics. In the community, integrity is usually associated with whether you honor your commitments and keep your word or not. Each of these perspectives on integrity is important and will unravel each aspect in this work on leadership. The Greek word for integrity is adiophthora, and it refers to incorruptibility, soundness, and purity. In Paul's letter to Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, he encourages him to set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, Paul says, show integrity seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say with us. Live with such integrity, Paul tells Titus, that those who oppose you can find nothing bad to say about you. Paul's perspective of integrity here is that by the soundness of our words and incorruptibility of our character, we put those who oppose us to shame as they can find nothing in which to condemn us. When we continue on uh, to the Hebrew word uh, tone for integrity, it implies completeness, wholeness, uprightness, innocence, and having a full measure. Again, the masculine noun, the Hebrew word tome, uh this definition for integrity implies completeness, wholeness uprightness, innocence, and having a full measure. Its female counterpart is the word uh, tomorrow. When we think of integrity from this perspective, we think about the absence of moral lack or impartiality. We think about being full in every way, not incomplete, fully innocent. Job 2 and 3 gives a perspective on this definition of integrity as it describes how Job maintained his integrity or his innocence as Satan brings questionable accusations against him. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there was no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil and he still holds fast his integrity although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause it's important to a notion to notice here the assertion that the lord says that there is no one like job on the earth blameless upright god-fearing and evil eschewing or evil hating We make many excuses as to why we cannot walk in integrity, and some even claim that no one is perfect when we have lapses in integrity. But we can look to the example of Job and believe by faith with intentionally correct conduct that we too can walk upright before God and man. In addition to these traditional views of the biblical term integrity, there's also an engineering or a scientific definition of integrity that relates to the ability of a structure to bear the load that it was intended to bear, including its own weight, without bending or breaking. This definition is called structural integrity. And as we develop and progress as leaders, We have to be able to bear the load, to bear the stress, to bear the pressure, to to bear the, 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 the need to meet expectations of people that comes with leadership. We have to be able to bear the load. Of leadership without bending and without breaking under pressure. So again, even as leaders who walk with integrity, we have to have structural integrity. And it's from these two approaches to integrity, both the biblical view and the engineering view, that we form a working definition of what leadership integrity is. Now, leadership integrity is a collection of personal habits, Operating principles and boundaries that allow a leader to function as purpose by God without collapsing in response to internal or external pressure, forces or influences. One more time, leadership integrity is a collection of personal habits, operating principles and boundaries that allow a leader to function as purpose by God without collapsing due to internal or external pressure forces or influences it's important to note that pressure stress questionable influences and ample opportunity for compromise come with the calling to leadership whether you lead in the church whether you lead in the business realm or the community realm temptation always desires to knock at your door internal forces such as family and relationship problems personal character issues, and unresolved emotional issues open the door to lapses in integrity that will eventually cause problems if not remedied appropriately. Likewise, external pressures stemming from relationships with those that you align with, demands from members, customers, constituents, partners, and plain people-pleasing can cause the collapse of a leader if not handled well. Appropriate boundaries and self-imposed limits keep us safe as we endeavor to lead others. I agree with 1 Corinthians 15:33, which says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. In this podcast uh, on leadership journey, again, specifically lead with integrity. I will share 10 operating principles that provide a strong foundation for successful leadership in the church community, and the marketplace. Principle number one, leaders follow the leader. Principle number two, leadership requires sacrifice. Principle number three, leaders are first in everything. Principle number four, leaders see the vision and move it forward. Principle number five, leaders challenge dysfunction. Principle number six, leaders love hard, Principle number seven, leaders give grace and mercy. Principle number eight, leaders pray and have a relationship with God. Principle number nine, leaders covet wisdom and understanding. And principle number 10, mature leaders listen.